Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, episode 5 of the Underworld series. This your boy Shaq Sims, and um, so far this journey has been crazy. This is the last episode, the last installment of the series. Um, by this time, you've heard all four he- episodes, hopefully. Um, I interviewed a scammer, a pimp, sex worker, and a drug dealer. Um, and it's been crazy. I just want to say shout out to everybody who's tuned into the show thus far, who listened to the podcast, shared it, um, put their friends on, subscribe, rated, did all of that. And I want to thank my guests who've been on the show so far, too. Um, not just the people who are on the series, you know, everybody who's helped, you know, build the brand of the podcast. Um, but on this episode, um, it's a little deep. It's a little deep. It's a little deep because my guests, um, I know him. Um, won't say who he is, but I know him and I know his story. Well, I don't know it in detail, but I know his story. And, um, you know, it's real deep because it kind of, it's kind of close to home, but, um, this is a guy I know and, um, he's been addicted to drugs for a while, a while. And, um, yeah, I'll let him introduce himself and, um, we'll just go from there. We're going to talk about, you know, his story, how he came up, um, where he comes from. What got him into drugs, and of course how he plans to change his life over in the future. How's it going? What's up, dude? What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's going on, man? You doing alright? Yeah, I'm good, man. Wasn't expected. Right, <clears throat> right. You know, to the naked eye, or just in having conversation with this guy, you would never know. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted him on my show because I felt like we could have like an in-depth conversation and a transparent conversation and a real conversation about your lifestyle, not just the fabricated version or the fake version. Like you're going to keep it all the way real like you always do. So I appreciate you for coming on, man. So um, talk about your upbringing because most people would think somebody who's on drugs or who um, is addicted to drugs came up hard or came up rough. But from what I see, it seemed like the opposite. I could be wrong, though, but... Well, I came up pretty good, man. Uh, middle class family, or upper middle class. But um, I came up in the streets as well. A lot of people don't realize, you know, like, if your parents, both my parents, mother and father, but they worked a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. They were always at work, and and I was always dropped off at my grandmother's house. My grandmother lived in this hood. So she was elderly, so I spent a lot of time Sorry, in the hood. I missed that. Mm. Right. So, being in the hood and stuff like that, was that like an escape from the sheltered world that you were in, kind of, sort of? I wouldn't necessarily say it was an escape. It was just different. It, 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 it intrigued me, you know, because where I, I come from, it was nothing like the hood, you know. Um, everybody was kind of, you know, uppity. But when I get to the hood, it was, everything was ragtag, you know. I got both worlds, pretty mm-hmm. much. But my parents didn't intentionally do this, and I didn't think that it would affect me at all, but in hindsight, looking back, you know, that's why a lot of people say you're street smart and you're smart, because I was like raised two different, two different areas at one time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who do you feel like you identify more with, the suburbs or upper middle class, or was it the streets? Who, you, who do you feel like you identify with the most? I think I identify with the streets the most. Partly because it's my choice, and partly because you know, I don't know, middle class. Well, middle class people, you know, they kind of up with it. They think like better than people. I, I've never been like that. I was always wanting to talk to anybody, everybody. You know, 
mm-hmm. respect everybody that respect me. Right. 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 So I'd imagine you didn't go from just being a kid who lived a sober lifestyle to just jumping straight into hardcore drugs. Like, what was your first introduction to um, getting intoxicated? Well, getting intoxicated period, I probably was about 12, 13 years old, I was drinking. And I uh, got real drunk. <laughs> got some drunk, man, I passed off for like two days. Mm. But um, my, introduction to, my introduction to hard drugs, excuse me, was actually I probably was like in the 11th grade, man. I was actually selling drugs. This was back in the crack era. Okay. Back the back. It was like 88. And I was selling drugs. Um, and not too long after I started selling them, one of the guys I read who had a bright idea, man, hey, man, let's put some of this in weed, you know? That's where it all started. Yeah, we cut up our shit. And as we cut it up, it was like crumbs left. So he had a, I think someone introduced him to it. So yeah, man, let's try that. That's how I started. Wow. Now, your first time doing that, how did it feel? Were you blown away? Like, no, I wasn't blown away. It was different, but I wasn't blown away. It actually, uh, it didn't affect me, really, as, as far as my lifestyle. Because see, back in these days, everybody sold you. In the crack era, you know what I'm saying? It was plentiful. The money was plentiful. So nobody, nobody knew that I was doing drugs for like the first five or six years. Nobody. I always kept money, I always had cars, I always had women, you know. In the daytime, and nothing we used to do, in the daytime we didn't know, we just sold in the daytime. At nighttime, we would die. So y'all were binging at night? Not, not, not binging. Not binging, just for a little while, man. Yeah. Just like living normal life. I was still in high school, and I was going to high school, I actually graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, we still went, went to bed, got up with school in the morning. Right. So when would you say you got addicted? Were you addicted in high school? Because I'd imagine, I hear people say, like, from the first time they do it, they get addicted. No, not necessarily. Like I've said, uh, really, I didn't realize I was addicted until I started taking a bunch of losses and money. You know, someone, I go to jail, I have to pay my money. Someone would steal some of the money. And, you know, like, like, like the old saying goes, when the range of ports, like, it seems like everything happened at one time. Mm. And then I, I probably had, man, I, at one time I probably had forty, fifty thousand dollars And within a month, I was down like $10,000. So that's why I was like, wait a minute, man, what's going on? You know, that's kind of when I first started realizing that, that I had a problem. Because usually I would just use my own product, you know what I'm saying? But then it, it came to a fact where I, I caught myself going to buy just to use. You know what I'm mm. That's when I realized, wait, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? I never, Quick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always got $10,000 in my pocket, you know? Right. So the first time I did that, I was like, wait, something, man, I'll be right. And then just went down here from there. Yeah. Now, what was people's reaction around you? Because, like you said, you and your homies, y'all started using together. Right. Like, were they still using as much as you were, or did yes. they, like, fall <laughs> back? Yes, they did. Actually, I'm going to call their names. It was three of us. And we all gradually get harder and get harder and harder on drugs. You know, we went from being a drug dealer to drug addicts. Uh, one of them actually got 25 years in jail. He's still in jail now. Mm. And the other one, he was addicted for about 20 years. And he, he all of a sudden stopped one day. He told me, what is it, man? I'm not doing this shit no more. And he did it. He didn't go to rehab. He didn't go to jail. He just made a decision one day. And it, <laughs> I've seen people do that. Well, actually, it's one of my best friends. He, he did that. He's, he's told me, he said, man, I'm not doing it no more. Yeah, right. And it's been like eight years now. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. 
That's dope. So, when did shit start to get crazy? I know you said you went from having 10,000 to going about 20s and shit like that. But when did shit start really going down here? Or was it, like, gradual? It was gradual. It was gradual. It was very gradual. What were some things you noticed? Because you say you noticed going from having 10000 in your pocket to, shit, I'm trying to get a 20-piece. Right. You know, like, what was what were some more things that started to happen that you started to notice? I found myself uh, having no insurance on my car, stuff, things like that, not paying bills, uh, not being responsible, not being places where I'm supposed to be, things like that. It's gradually got worse and worse and worse. I'm losing jobs, get a job, stay on it for a couple months, don't go to work, you know, things like that. Mm. Wow. So how did that make you feel? Did you feel like, shit, I can beat this, like, it's all good? Or was it like, damn, did you have a reality check, like, damn, this shit is getting out of hand, like? Well, actually, I didn't, man. I lied to myself for a lot of time. I, 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 got, I got this. You know, I had one of those attitudes, you know, for a long time. Man, I got this. Well, also, let me back up a little bit. I recently divorced. I had a wife for about 25 years. And uh, I hate to admit this, but she took care of me. You know what I'm saying? We put up a facade, you know what I'm saying? I always had nice clothes, I had a car, I had a house. You know, she, it was because of her, you know what I mean? She paid all the bills, she gave me money. She pretty much took care of me when I wanted to work, you know? So from the outside, it didn't look like I was bad off as I was. And also that wasn't good for me because it didn't make me struggle, you know what I'm saying? It didn't make me fall off. It wasn't until I recently got the phone, that's when shit really hit the fan, you know. Mm -hmm. But people knew, people knew. I mean, it wasn't like a secret that I was addicted to drugs, but I always kept this mask, you know. I hated a lot. Right? Yeah. Wow. So, so when you got your divorce and stuff like that, did that force you to go into the streets harder? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That forced me to definitely go into the streets harder, you know, because uh, now at freaking four years old, now all of a sudden, I have to do it, you know what I mean? I have to have some place to sleep tonight. I have to have some clean clothes, you know? All these years, I had a place, you know? Now all of a sudden, you know, wow. So now I gotta really get a job, which wouldn't happen because I will always get fired. So now I gotta really do some corner activity, you know? I have to come up with it. I don't want to get high, but to eat, mm -hmm. you know? So that makes this thing snowball, got worse and worse and worse and worse. Right. You know? Wow. And you know, Every time I see you, you got a smile on your face. Yeah. You got a positive attitude. Shit, you give me words of encouragement. You know, like, you always got some good shit to tell me. So, on the outside looking in, it wouldn't look like you're going through what you're going through. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy to hear you say that. Like, because I've seen it firsthand. You know what I mean? Um, how did your family feel when they found out you were, like, addicted to drugs and stuff like that? Like, was it a disappointment to them? Of course, yes, yes. It definitely was a disappointment. But one thing I can say, my family's all been there, they're still there for me. But one thing, see, when someone's on drugs, at first it's fun. But after a while, it's not fun. You know, it's, it's an addiction. And a lot of people say, and I've come to realize this too, it's like self medicating. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't want to feel a certain way, so you just get high so you don't feel nothing. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm as far as my family, back to the question. One of the things that I don't like about my family, well, I'm not gonna say I don't like them, but I don't like the way that they treat the situation. They treat it with anger, you know what I'm saying? When, when someone treats something with anger, that never makes it any better, you know what I'm saying? I, you're not supposed to feel pitiful for anybody or feel sorry for them. I rather just don't deal with someone, rather than be angry at them, you know what I'm 
nerf when you're angry. You say things you don't mean. You do things you don't mean. You know what I'm saying? Anger is just not a good thing. So whenever I'm in those situations, well, when I was a big argument, and then it sounds like an excuse, but you always go run back to yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't, don't want to cry. You don't want to think about this. You don't want to think about that. So fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just go be high. Yeah. You don't, you don't think about nothing. Right. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like self-medicate. That's crazy. A lot of people self-medicate on a daily, just you know, on different levels. Like you got people who self-medicate with alcohol. You got people who self-medicate with cigarettes, per- prescription pills, all of that stuff. You know. But um, when you say your family was responding to your addiction with anger, what do you mean by that? Like they would just talk shit to you when you would come around yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Don't do this. Do that. You know what I mean? Just. Just make me sick, you know. Just, just always saying hurtful things. You know what I'm saying? Call me a crackhead in front of my children, shit like that. You see, because you're mad at something else, or you're having a bad day. Just, you know, just, just treat with things. And I like a lot of times I cause it. I don't know. A lot of times I did crazy shit. You know what I mean? Say some fucked up shit, or take the car and be gone for two or three days. You know, mm-hmm. I would do something stupid like that. But anger is not the way to handle. You know what I'm saying? It only makes the situation worse. Yeah. I feel like it do. Yeah, you can't fight fire with fire. That's right. Definitely. So, what were some of the worst things you've had to do to be able to get drugs and stuff like that? Hmm. Worst things I had to do. I'll probably say steal from family, you know, take something from that, but they belong to me. Just from someone I really care about, you know. That's probably one of the hardest things. And, um, Oh, let's see what else. I've never done any kind of face uh, shit or nothing like that, but I know a lot of people who have. You know, I say that's pretty much it, man. Just stealing from my family. That's yeah. one of the worst things I've done. You felt bad about it. Yeah, I felt bad. I felt real bad. Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. I'd imagine. Do you feel like your drug addiction is a demon that you can't shake? Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely a demon. I think I can shake it, but I, well, I know I can shake it. I just have to get a grip on reality, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta just stop faking every day. Stop putting on a facade and just, see, one of my real problems is I always think I can do it my way, you know what I'm saying? And I can't do it my way. And I also look at my, one of my best friends, he stopped cold turkey, so I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. But all addicts are the same, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Addictions affect people differently. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of addict, man, I would have to go through rehab and, and go to NA meetings every day, you know? I would have to have it in my face mm-hmm. because uh, I can't do it that way. I've tried it. I've, I've been clean for, and I've been on drugs, man, probably about 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But out of those 30 years, I've been clean for see, months at a time, maybe a couple of years at a time. Well, I think the longest has been a year at a time. But Now that year that you were clean, what was it about that year that was different from other years? Well, was shit going good in your life, or was it just, what, what was it? It was going good. It was going good. Uh, I had a pretty good job. And actually, I went to jail. And when I got out of jail, I made the decision to fill up my beers anymore. And I stopped. Just like that. But I was, I was planning on going to uh, NA meetings daily and everything like that. But I started to lose track. I started trying to do it my way, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm not going to do drugs, but I'm just going to smoke weed, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to take a drink. And that worked for a while, but eventually when you get drunk, you're doing something different, you know? Uh, so, a person in my 
shoes, man. You just can't do nothing. Wow. You can't do nothing at all. What about cigarettes, too? Can you still well, do well, cigarettes? Well, cigarettes. Cigarettes. They're addicted, <clears throat> but it's not on that kind of level. You know what I'm saying? They're not really mind-altering. I'm talking about mind-altering something. Yeah. So so when you say mind altering, what does it do for you that, I, of course it's an addiction, so if, if your body needs it, you know what I mean? You can't sleep without it, you sweat, things of that no, nature. No, 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 that's a, that's a misconception a lot of people got, man. Really? Right, it's really not like that. Cocaine or crack, man, that's, that's what my addiction It's your body don't need it. What, pe- what affects bodies like that is alcohol and heroin, any kind of opiates. That's that's where you can't sleep and you're in real pain. I've never done it. I've never done heroin, by the way. But those substances, your body actually become they need it. You know what I'm saying? Like crack and cocaine, it doesn't affect you like that. You know, you can you can go we'll wake up tomorrow and not have any and be fine. Yeah. 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 Right. So so when you say mind altering, what does it do for your mind? Like when you say mind altering, how does it alter your mind? How do you feel? When you're high, uh, like I said in the beginning, it was it was it felt good, you know. But now it's just it's just an escape, you know. Like I don't, I really don't like the way I feel when I do. You know what I'm saying? It makes me nervous. It makes me quiet. And, and as you know, I'm, I'm a talkative person. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm not, I'm not saying shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it just it, it takes me out of character. You know what I mean? Uh, I really don't like it. I really don't mm-hmm. at this point. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's just there. It's just there. Right. You have to have it. No, I don't have to have it. I'm not physically. I wouldn't say that I have to have it, but it's just normal. At this point, it's just normal. It's what you're used to. It's what I'm used to. I identify that with cigarettes. Right. Like for me, you know, I smoke cigarettes. I've been smoking cigarettes since I was 16 years old. Right. It's like I don't want to smoke them motherfuckers. Right. But it's like it don't do nothing for me. Right. I just it's just there like it's, it's just, something I'm used to. Yeah. Tried the gum, but it's nothing like putting a cigarette to your mouth, taking a drag, right. and blowing the smoke out. You know, it's, it's yeah. So right. it's something you used to. Like this has been a part of me for 25, 30 years. Right. And they say it takes a while to break a, a habit like that right. that you've had for that long. You know, you're so used to doing it. Um, so you say you stole from your family to get drugs and stuff like that. Right. But talk about some of the hardships you faced as far as like brushes with the law. Because you talked about going to jail, bonding out, yeah. coming oh, home, being yeah. sober. Well, some of the hardest in the face, man, for, let me see. Being homeless, man, having absolutely nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a rally check, especially like when it's cold outside or when it's raining. You know what I'm saying? You're like, wow. Step to the rock in a lot of places, you know what I'm saying? It's okay, well see, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of drug dealers and I've got big family. So a lot of times, I'm at the right place at the right time, well, someone may say, well, man, you can just chill at my house, or, or you can come over, I have a girlfriend, or whatever, whatever. But sometimes, it's just, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and like I said, when it rains, it pours. I've been in that situation, man, I'm talking about pouring down rain, no rod, no jacket on, no nothing. No dollar in your pocket. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? Yeah. You know? right. What's the right. hardest part about that? I mean, of course, it's uncomfortable. Right. It's uncomfortable. But what's the hardest part about that? Is it dealing with your thoughts? Is it dealing with the fact that you've burnt so many bridges in the past and you've done things to get you in this situation? Right. Or is it the fact that you have nowhere to go? Like, what's the worst part about being in the cold the and the rain and not having somewhere to go? To me, the worst part about it is 
I know better, you know, and, 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 and I know I have the potential. I know I could do better. I know I could probably be a millionaire, you know what I'm saying? I know I could, but just stuck, you know what I mean? The hardest part is just knowing that, damn, I can, I can look at the television or, or rappers or, or even guys in the stock market. I mean, I know they're not smarter than me, you know what I'm saying? I know that I could do just whatever they're doing, but I just, my, I'm my own worst enemy, I would say. We all are, though. We all are. We all are our worst enemy, man. Worst critic, everything. Wow. So, how many times would you say you've been arrested throughout your stint of being addicted to drugs? Wow, man. I couldn't even. I've said probably about rough estimate, probably about thirty times. Wow. Not all of them real bad. A lot, a lot of them for driving suspension, things like that, and shoplifting and. My worst, my only felony that I have, well, I actually have two felonies now. Like my first felony was distribution of cocaine. You know, I got I got jammed up back in 99, and I was only making $50. So I was my first child. This is the situation. Uh, it was my, I had my first child, me and my wife at the time. It was, my first child was a baby, and we didn't, didn't have any pampers. So she was on one of her rents. You know what I'm saying? I go to work every day, and motherfucker, you sit your ass here, and you can't come up with fucking $20 for a paper. Oh, and she was going on and on and on. She didn't have any money. So her thought was she would have to go write a bounce check and go get some papers. So I was like, I'll be back. I went out. I saw this white guy that I didn't know from Adam. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to buy something. So I took him somewhere and got something and made me a $50 profit. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, I wouldn't do nothing like that. If I didn't know anybody, if I don't know y'all, I ain't gonna fuck with you. But I was desperate at this moment. I needed this pampers right now. You know what I'm saying? Fucking dude was a cop. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did that do for your to your ego when your when your lady was talking to you like that? Oh man, of course it crushed me, man. You know, uh, I can just imagine. Of course, man. You this, you that, and you can't come. Your sorry ass can't come up with fucking pampers. Your baby's fucking sitting there on her last pamper right now, and you can't. You know, I was like, oh. it made me feel horrible, but it also made me get up off my ass and go do something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and sometimes you do the wrong thing for the right reason. You know what I'm saying? But look what happened, you know what I'm saying? Most of the time I'll do something like that, it was it just be to get high. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, I'm like, I gotta get some fucking pampers. Because I love that baby too, you know what I'm saying? Let me get my ass up. I don't care if I gotta go take the pampers or whatever. I'm finna get some pampers. It just so happened. Like, we lived in like a little drug area. Well, it was some apartments and it was like a little drug area. And just so happened when I came with the door, I said, hey man, you know what? I can get a hundred. I took him down the street and got a fifty and sold it to him for a hundred. Mm. Yeah. Next thing you know, the police busted my house the next day. The next morning they busted the house. I was home or my wife was home, but when she came home, shit was everywhere. She's like, the police been in that damn house, they got a note on the damn floor, they got a note on the door saying you need to call them about That's one thing I to know. Wow. So at that point in time, you probably not even really doing shit. You just doing what you gotta yeah, do to get high. Just to get high, man. So I you probably wasn't, pr- I wasn't did- making no money, man. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just to feed my habit. Wow. So when you saw the police were there, did you have an idea of what it might have been? Or you was probably I had an like. an idea, but I didn't know specifically. You know, I know I was doing that, but I didn't know which dude it was. You know what I mean? But I knew. I knew something was wrong because they tore up the whole house and 
And if you just have enough restaurant for me, then I go to Tapping House. They had a search for it. They had everything, you know, so they knew which apartment I came from. They had my description. They even had my name. They had everything. And, um, and I didn't come home right then. I stayed going for a few days. So one thing led to another. But thank God I got probation out of the deal. Though. I was looking at eight years. It was mm. trying to give me eight years. And actually, I was stuck in jail for about a week because my parents told me they said, "Well, look, we told you, son, drugs. We're not going. We're not going to help you out. No, we're not going to get you out." And my wife didn't have any money. And, uh, I was stuck, but something told me to call one of my best friends. Man, he's a drug dealer. He's my real friend. Well, he's passed now. He's dead, man. He got killed. And uh, we had this kind of relationship that he would never find me now because he knew what I did and I know what he did. But we were real friends. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference between having associates, somebody that you know, somebody you fuck with. But this guy was my real, real friend. You know what I'm saying? I called him. I'm like, man, yo, man, I'm fucked up, man. Can you help me out? He's like, man, man, you stupid ass, man. I'll call you. He said, call me back later. So I'm, I'm still like panicking. I'm like, oh, shit. They say, you know what? They called me out. Yeah, he got me out just like that. Mm. Wow. Damn. So what's going through your mind at this point? Like, you get out of jail, you come home. Your wife was just talking shit to you the night night before. Like, you need to do what the fuck you need to do so your baby can get pampers. You do what you got to do to get the pampers, then you go to jail. What's going through your mind at this point? Do you feel like you, I wouldn't say have failed, but, like, do you feel like you fucked up big time? I did. Just in general. Up until this point, because you know you couldn't do you you didn't have twenty dollars to give to your lady, so right. you had to do some crime to get the money. Right. Go to jail now. Do you feel like damn? Look at all the decisions I made up until this point to get me here. Right. Are Are you looking at that at that point? Or I wasn't. You, I wasn't was looking it? at no, I wasn't looking at that point, man. I was looking at the other side. I was like, oh shit, I, I I slid through again. You know, I slid through the cracks. God has always been on my side, man. I've been close to death ever since I was born. When I was born, I had an umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. You know what I'm saying? So I've had brushes for death over and over. And I never take it how I'm supposed to take it. You know what I'm saying? I always take it the wrong way. I always like, shit. I guess I'm just blessed. I'm just, I'm just lucky. I just, I kind of like overlook it. That's, that's the way I deal with that charge. You know, like, shit. Well, I could have got it here. Well, I'm out. I'm free. I got probation. You know what I mean? Damn. That's crazy though. Yeah. You are blessed though, cause I know a lot, a lot, a lot about a lot of situations you've been into, yes. <laughs> and you came out scot free yeah. with no nicks, you know. That's right. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to anybody who's battling addiction? Because in this era, man, you got a lot of drug addicts in different forms. Now you got opiate addicts, right. you got alcoholics, you got. Cokeheads, you got people that's on Molly, like young people. Right. What advice would you give to them? Stop. Stop now. If you haven't done it, please don't try it. Because everything in what it seems. You know, so like like you were just mentioning about the Mollies and the ecstasy, they don't know the long term effects of these things. Especially like pain pills. Everybody thinks it's cool to pop perks. They don't realize the trouble that they're really getting into, you know what I'm saying? It's fun at first, but but trust me. You don't want to go. You don't want to do it. It's not fun. And a lot of scene, and here's another thing I want to mention. Everybody want a crackhead. You know, like the quote-unquote crackhead. Everybody looks at a crackhead in a certain way. And they, and they don't look at the other drug addicts a certain way. You know what I'm saying? A crackhead, crackhead is like always looked down upon. They just don't know 
that those other drugs are gonna hurt you just as bad as the crap. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have you broke, they're gonna have you losing jobs. Everybody think it's cool, yeah, pop a perk, pretty, take some ecstasy. Yeah, it's cool at first. But eventually it's gonna end up, it's gonna give you some trouble. It's gonna give you a lot of trouble. Mm. Yeah. It is though. Right. But see, it's the same with crack. People was doing it, but they didn't see the long-term That's effects right. of it. They didn't have crackheads right. in 85. That's they right. just had people who was addicted to crack. Five years later, them same people who was in the parties, boogieing, dancing, skating around, That's and right. shit like that Still became had crackheads. You had cars. That's right. I saw this uh, interview on YouTube with this. It was from the 80s. It was this show. I forget the name of the show, but this is when the crack era first when the, when the crack epidemic first got big, it was a guy on there. He was an engineer. He reminded me a lot of you. I'm going to show it to you. Mm-hmm. He had on some, you know, glasses. He was a fly dude. He was just talking about how he started doing crack. And he was like, man, I spent all my money, man. I spent every dollar I had, man. Like, the first time I got high, I just kept buying crack. I lost my job. He was like, man, I'm independent now. You know, I got my own business. I'm a real smart guy, so I can do this same shit I was doing for this company on my own and shit like that. But he was like, man, I fucked up so many things in the short span of me doing crack. And then at the end of the interview, they cut to a little um, excerpt where they said the guy died shortly after the interview and shit like that. But it was just so crazy, like, the effects of it because this guy didn't look like a junkie. He looked like just your regular, everyday guy. But I think at this point in time, it wasn't so big and it wasn't there wasn't so many people doing it for so long periods of time so where you could see the junkies walking around with their holes and their shirts and the dirty clothes and shit like that but it was just crazy to see that man like when the epidemic first started and i see that the same way with the ecstasy and the uh, percocets and the xanax and stuff like that you see the rappers they look cool they got money you know you don't see the motherfuckers with no teeth in their mouth that's right you don't see the motherfuckers losing everything, selling everything, because people right. ain't doing that shit right now. That's right. But it's going to start soon. It's going to come. It's, it's going to come. Trust me, it's coming. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really fucked up that they call this opioid epidemic a crisis. Right. But they don't call the crack and the things that affect the black community crises. They call them eras or uh what what did they call the crack um crack crack epidemic Mm -hmm. you know but when when it comes to white people and it it affects the white communities they call it a crisis of course man it's fucking crazy i mean it is what it is bro i mean we gotta kind of like i don't know i I don't know what we could do to change it but america is a racist country man that's the bottom line man whether they want to admit it or not the president's racist the whole system is racist man if a black person does this, it's one thing. If a black person does this, it's whole thing. I mean, racism is not over. It's not as it's not as predominant as it was in the sixties and seventies. They're not calling you a nigga in your face, but they still do undercover things, man. They still shitting on us, bro. That's the that's the way it is. We can't. The only thing, the one thing I do know that we can do to fight this racism is stop being stop doing what the hell they want us to do. You know what I'm saying? Do right. Stop selling drugs. Get out the trap. Look, they call it for the drug. Drugs by the trap. And that's a trap. And we know it's a trap. But we keep going back to the trap. I mean, if you know the system is set up to keep your ass down, why fucking follow up the system and go the other way? You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot we can do. Not just me, you, everybody. A lot of us involved in this so-called street shit, they don't want to admit that they're... F- Putting fuel on the fire. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, but America's a racist place, and it's just like that. Just like the crack laws, you know, they just overturned them a few years back, but black people was on cocaine, black people was on crack, right? You get one year for this amount of cocaine, and 20 years for this amount of crack, which is the same thing. But the difference was, most of the blacks had this, most of the whites had that. Mm. Right? So this, it's really fucked up, man, but I mean, uh, we can't do them by just sitting there complaining. We gotta actually get up off our ass and do something. You know what I mean? And the first step is to not indulge in the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. users, dealers, um, we gotta remove ourselves from the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, you brought up cocaine and crack, right? What is the difference between those two drugs? Because, I mean, I've seen cocaine before, and they just seem really wired. You know, all over the place. You know, um, they might look a little dirty, but they're not selling every fucking thing they got to do coke. But like with crackheads, it seems like that drug brings you down so much. Like, what's the difference between those two? Okay, the difference is the crack hits you faster. That's the only difference. It's the same high, but the crack is just hits you immediately. I'm saying the coke is like gradually comes on, but if you do enough of it, you feel the same way. The, see, the, the crack, it affects, I think the crack is well, excuse me, first, whoever made it, they knew what they were doing when they made it, you know what I'm saying? It affects the part of your brain that deals with the craving senses, you know what I'm saying? It makes you want more. That, that's, that's his main effect, to get more, you know what I'm saying? The cocaine, well, more but not so intense as the crack. That's the, to me, whatever scientist or whatever devil made this shit, man, that was the only ploy to get them to spend more money. You know what I'm saying? To get more. So when, as soon as you get it, first thing you think about, more. That's just, that's all it is. More, 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 more. I'm talking about for days, man. I, I've been up myself probably four or five days before. No sleep, no heat. Scouts would get by five days in a row. What? Yes. Are you like delirious at that point, or oh, does it do the drugs wake you up? No, 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 no. You're definitely delirious. You're acting all out of your character, but it's because of the sleep deprivation. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're moving all around. You're twitching. You really and you really not like getting high no more. After a while, your body just don't get high no more. You know what I'm saying? When you first get high, when you first start getting high, you have an appetite. You don't want to eat. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to sleep. But after those four or five days, man, you can get high and go straight to eating. You know what I'm saying? Go straight to sleep. Your body's just like, sleep deprivation is one of the hardest things. And I think that's what makes a lot of so-called crackheads crazy, whatever. I think they're crazy. They're doing those kinds of crazy shit. It's not the drugs. It's the sleep deprivation. Mm. That's what it is. And lack of sleep. That's just making them talk all out their head and mumble to themselves. It ain't the drugs. Yeah. It's just they don't get no fucking sleep. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I never looked at it from that perspective. That's what it is. Tell him. That's what it is. I know for a fact that's what it is. Damn. Cause I know a, a guy, um, he's on drugs. Every time he would get high, he would touch around on the floor and right. think everything was cracked. Right. Rocks on the ground, he would be like right. he would pick everything up on the ground. Like geek, a lot of people do that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought I thought just he did that. No nah, man, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. I've done it before, you know what I'm saying? I've also, uh, I got a sick sense of humor too, man. I've also been in the crack house 
a lot, I come up, it's like I rob somebody or something, and I have a lot of shit, and I have a lot of money, man, I'll do some shit, like I'll crumble up some shit, just throw it on the floor, you know what I'm saying, just to make me fucking look, yeah, just just stupid shit, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> they looking at you like the savior when you do yeah. some shit like that, <laughs> fighting and shit, yeah. What's the worst thing you've seen somebody do for drugs outside of yourself? Hmm. Worst thing I've seen somebody do, let's see. Or because of drugs. Right. Probably kill, man. Probably kill. I, I don't know if well, he in jail now for a murder. Um Yeah, that's one thing. Kill somebody. Well, another thing, um my one of my friends, my one of my good friends, he got twenty five years for robbing somebody. For robbing a store, he only got twenty five dollars. He got twenty five dollars or forty five, some some stupid like that. And he got caught. He got twenty five years. Yeah, man, I really can't think of this. Those kind of common things, but they're bad. They're bad because I actually knew. You know what I mean? And I know the guy. I know the, the guy who murdered someone, and I knew the guy who got murdered. But it was all over five dollars. Got five dollar piece of crap. Mm. Yeah. Five dollar piece. Damn. He, pro- he not even on drugs no more now. He in fucking jail. That's like, right. and other one dead. Wow. Over fucking nickel rock. That's probably that's my life. I'm trying to think. Man. I'm trying to think of some real crazy shit that I probably say. I think. Oh yeah. No yeah. I forgot about this situation. The craziest thing I seen. Man, this is the craziest. A mama ride her daughter around tricking her daughter. How old was her daughter? Like twenty. Uh, was the daughter was, on drugs? The daughter was on drugs as well. Yeah, but the, but the mama turned the daughter onto drugs. Yeah, she turned her onto drugs and she was riding around selling her daughter. That, that, hit, that hit on my mother. I was like, wow. That really, 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 that shook me because I got three daughters, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, how did you do this? You know? Yeah, I think that's probably about the worst thing I see. Yeah, that hit home to me. It hurt me. I cursed her out. I cursed the mama out. You know what I'm saying? I just felt real bad for the whole situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you knew how the mom felt. Yeah. You knew how bad she wanted it. But it's like, damn, your daughter, your though? Your own daughter. And through general conversation, they wasn't volunteering this information to me. I was just talking to them. You know what I'm saying? Getting annoying. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, and it all came out of the conversation. That the mama started the daughter doing it. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the worst things, man. I think, man, this crap, man. I wouldn't introduce this to nobody. Nobody. I'm talking about my worst enemy. I wouldn't want nobody to even play with the shit. And then your daughter, you would turn your daughter on this shit, man. That's like, it's the lowest and the low. I think that's about the worst you can get. Right. That's a demon right there. That's a demon. She's a a devil. That's right. She's a fucking devil. So, how long ago was this? This This wasn't that long ago. This was probably this year. Yeah. What? That was this year, man. The mom, the mom was white, but the daughter was mixed. Her baby daddy was black. The daughter, she's real pretty girl. I think that's why the mama did it. You know what I'm saying? She was really pretty, a pretty girl. And the mama knew that these Johns were one. You know what I'm saying? So she manipulated the whole situation. And she got her daughter treated. Fuck the whole life up so she can continue to get high. That's right. She's like, look, I'm looking at you as a way to get high. That's right. And that's what she did. That's right. It's fucking crazy, man. What do you feel like your calling is? What do you feel like God put you here for? Wow, that's deep. 
I don't know. I, I think it has something to do with teaching. Well, not actually teaching, but speaking. And speaking to the next generation, you know, to warn them about this drug thing. Not only the using aspect, but the selling aspect, because I've done both, and both of them for the birds. You know what I mean? A lot of people think it's all fun. Especially nowadays, man, everybody's selling drugs, selling drugs, selling. And it ain't what it, it's not for us, man. It's, it, I think that's my calling, man. My calling is to reach to the next generation to try to change the situation. You know what I'm saying? Not just for me. For a lot. I don't, don't want to just, if I can pick a couple of them up, you know what I mean? If I can just stop a few of them, <clears throat> excuse me, from going to jail or, or killing themselves, I really think that's what my calling is because, uh, I really think it's weird because I think uh, God, He has a purpose for me. I know that because I've been so close to death so many times, man. I've, I've, I've been facing 50 years in jail before, and for some reason, He just keeps bringing me back. You know, He just keeps blessing me. So, and I know one day He's just gonna stop. So now I think it's time for me to take heed to what He's trying to tell me to do and do it. Yeah. I think you can teach, man. Right. I really do. Because right. when you talk, I listen. Right. Regardless of. Your past and your lifestyle. When you talk, I listen to you. You know, you give me a lot of advice that I've taken heed to. You know, and shit, I've done a lot of things in my life, and you always been there to be like, "Why the fuck you doing that? You need to do it this way." You know, and people listen to you, man. Multi-millionaires. You know, from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high, as far as on the tax bracket goes. You know, you've been there to give them advice, and they listen to you. And I feel like you're a leader too, and you're a very smart guy. You could be a stylist too, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a stylist too, man. <laughs> so, so what's next for you? Like, what what's your plan? Cause you're a thinker. Every time I'm around you, you're thinking of oh, some new shit, some new innovative shit. Like, what what what's next for you? What's next for your life? Well, what's next, man? Try, I'm getting off these drugs, man. I'm planning on rehab real soon, and I, I'm working with this other guy, man. We pretty cool. Uh. He's a drug dealer, you know what I'm saying? And we, 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 we've become friends, real friends, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, he's trying to tell me I need to stop, and I'm trying to tell him he needs to stop. You know, and we both do need to stop. We both know it's going to be an end to this shit, an abrupt end to this shit, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to be prepared for it. But um, we've actually put some plans in step so we can help each other out, you know what I'm saying? I work, I'm supposed to start working for him, uh, but... The part of the agreement is I can't do no drugs while I'm on the clock, and he can't sell no drugs while I'm on the clock. You know what I'm saying? We're like, look, okay, we're gonna put our energy into this thing that we're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? He, he has a bunch of houses, and he has a bunch of junk that he's collecting. What people call it junk. Okay, you know how junk dealers like if someone come with uh, twenty car batteries. You know what I'm saying? And if it's for cheap, he buy it. You know what I'm saying? He's collecting all kind of shit like that, but he's so busy. It's just piling up, collecting dust. So our plan was, you know, he's gonna, I'm gonna get, he's gonna give me a laptop, give me a computer, and we'll go to my let goes, you know what I'm saying, go to flea market, and I'm gonna turn a whole bunch of shit into cash, you know what I'm saying? Because he's so good, and he also has houses. He needs, um, he needs to work on some of the houses, and he needs to do this, he do that. He's just got a lot going on, and he needs an assistant, you know what I'm saying? And that's supposed to be my role. Okay. But we both come to the agreement that we, in order for this thing to work, we can't have any kind of drug business. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because we really want a business. You know what I'm saying? We mean this. I know I do. 
know what I'm saying? Like, look, it's the agreement. I cannot get high. And I don't want to see you sell nothing. You know what I'm saying? Don't give me nothing. I ain't gonna ask you for nothing. While we're doing this, this is what this is about. You know what I'm saying? And when we're not working, that's a whole other thing. But while we're working, it's only this. Because, you know, actually, there's several reasons behind that. Because he needs to stop. I need to stop. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's too much going on in life. That's pretty much it. That's dope, though. And that'll give both of y'all something to look forward to outside of the shit that y'all being accustomed to. The drug game is stressful. Being on drugs, I'd imagine, is stressful. Yeah, so it gives you something to look forward to. And that'll be like something positive to to replace the drug. Because after a while, you're going to be like, I don't even want to do this shit no more. I want to go to work tomorrow. I want to go to work tomorrow. I'm excited to go to work. I don't need to be benching for a day or two. Like, I need to be well-rested so I can take my ass to work. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's a dope idea. And he can learn a lot from you. He can learn a lot from you. And I'm sure you can learn a lot from him. But more than anything, he can learn a lot from you. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he tell you that all the time. Yeah, he does, man. That's how we came to this agreement, man. Because, you know, I've been around him and I've thrown some ideas at him. And he's actually going and done it in this, baby. He's making money. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he, 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 he appreciates my wisdom, you know what I'm saying? He, he understands that it ain't fake. It's, he's like, once before, we was like, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna let you come with ideas, but I'm not gonna let you be in charge of no money. You know what I'm saying? But you come out there, we just you show me some research, and I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And we've actually done this two or three times and made pretty good money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that gave you more confidence than you already yeah. had to say, you know what? This shit that's in my brain ain't just some idea that's on paper. Like, I can actually turn these thoughts into something that's right. profitable. That's right. I give you confidence. That's right. Yeah. Man, so. What, what what do you want to say to like your family and the people along the line that you've um, affected with your you know addiction? What do you want to say to them? Hmm. Well, of course I want to say I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And I know what they see, but think about drugs, man. When you're a drug addict, you really can't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because you've said it before. They've heard it all before. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do better. I'm going to do this. You have to show them. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it ain't, it ain't, ain't no more. Ain't no words can do. You know what I'm saying? But I love them. They know that I love them. You know what I'm saying? All of them. And I'm going to do better. I got to say it one more time. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Wow. Man, I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. Yeah, and just, um, you know, sharing this with me. Yeah. Sharing this with me, man. It was, it was it was very insightful. So it gave me a look into your world, and just it made me look at people who are addicted to drugs differently. You know, um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of lost for words right now. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of lost for words, man. This shit been real deep, but um, yeah, everybody, man, thank y'all for tuning in to this series, man. It's been really dope. Very, very, very dope. Thank you to all the people who have agreed to be a part of the show um, that have given me their stories and shared it with my listeners and stuff like that, man. It's been really dope. I got some more stuff to come in the works for y'all. My YouTube channel is coming soon, so um, y'all stay tuned for what I got going on next. Is there anything you want to leave the people with? Yeah, man. Stay away from drugs, man. That's the best thing, man. All drugs, not just crap. All drugs, man. It ain't worth it, man. It ain't cool. Just stay away from the drugs. Don't put them in your hand. That's it. Don't sell them either. Don't sell them. Just don't touch them. Just don't deal with them. Because it's, it's, not, it's not worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Word. Muddy Waters, we out.